I'm Philip Heath. Uh, I'm the head of Barker College, uh, which is a school of 2,800 students, pre-kindergarten through to year 12, co-educational, in the uh, upper north shore of um, Sydney, uh, a, a very lovely suburb called Hornsby. Um, some of the preoccupations that have, have informed uh, my headship across three different iterations since the mid-90s. <laughs> yes, that's true. I've been in the, in the game a while now. Um, I'm constantly asking the question of what are we doing this for? Are we educating people for the exit credential, for the dreaded league table, which dominates so much of the thinking uh, of, you know, some of our families and some of our governors too, it must be said, um, who then measure our, our worth against our rank uh, in the league tables. You ignore that at your peril, but you equally do a bad day's work if we limit what our purposes are uh, against the league tables. Um, and I'm much more interested in providing an experience for students that, that really develops their character and particularly towards kindness, towards a pursuit of, uh, of that human virtue of kindness. Um, and articulate that and voice that, express that in, in real terms that can be identified, um, described, um, sensed when it occurs, um, and trained, uh, and trained consciously. And that that kindness should not be solely limited to those people who we know or love us. Um, um, and in the Australian experience, and I know that there'll be other Australian heads who will hear this, but I'm sure they'll sense what I'm talking about here, but the national story is still being written um, two and a half centuries later after European settlement. We've finally come into terms of the fact that we weren't the first people to walk this place. Um, we now have an acknowledgement of country routinely given and sometimes in language. Um, that is something that a previous generation would have thought unimaginable. Um, but now we acknowledge the first peoples who are here and we have profound questions about our identity and relationship with those first people who frankly know how to inhabit this continent far better than we do. So um, in, in my story, um, that has been given expression um, by the, the idea that it's possible to take Barker out of its postcode and out of its own narrow enrollment base, even though it's it's quite a you know a big, busy, beautiful school on 65 acres of wonderful sloping land surrounded by blue gum high forest in this part of the, the, the city. But but what about the idea that we could take Barker completely to some other people? And what about if we took that to dis pro profoundly disadvantaged people. Um, and so, you know, a story that really began in 2005 in South Africa at the International Confederation of Principals Conference and as a guest of Sahiza, um, where I met heads in South Africa and I met one school in particular that was inescapably inspiring. Um, could you take your school to other people? rather than the other way around. Could you, as that pursuit of kindness, take your school? And if you then met 
take this idea and then put this to the some of the, the nation's most painful questions. That is to say, what do we do about our reconciliation with First Nation Australians? And how do we describe our identity as living in a reconciled way on this amazing earth in this part of the planet that we call home? How, how do we do that? And so what has occurred then across those decades, and in particular in the last decade, has been uh, four different schools. Um, one in a school inside a school in the inner city in a high-rise building. That was the first of them called Gawara, uh, a word in the original language uh, that was spoken here, Gadigal language, that means whale, the whale inside a school. And I use the metaphor of, Jos of Jonah, um, you know, that God saved a nation through the belly of a whale. And so the idea of a whale inside a school, um, a whale is a, a sacred total for many on that part, in that part of the, what is now uh, the inner city. The second of these began in, in 2016, a place called Darkenjung, which is on the north side of the Hawkesbury River, um, quite a disadvantaged part of a sort of somewhat um, rural uh, community or a regional would be better way of describing it. It's sort of outer suburb of some of the central coast towns. Um, um, but there's a, a number of um, uh, um, correction facilities where people who have been incarcerated are placed and their children are placed. And a large number of those families uh, are of indigenous background. So we started a school for all of those children. Um, you can come to that. And I've been to visit that school today. and and, um, you know, talk to families. And it's a rediscovery there of language and culture and story that have been lost. Um, so with European settlement, the denial of language and cultural story and kinship were part of the experience, intentionally or not, it was part of the experience of, of, the, of those who had been colonised. Um, and so um, that little school's been going since 2016 and having beautiful outcomes. Um, children are learning to read and write, they're attending school, their academic progress is at least one year for every chronological year of, of life, and that shouldn't be remarkable, but it is in that setting. And they're given as rich a Barker experience for, for a tiny fee um, as any child here. Um, the second of them, a little bit further up in a little village called Wallambai, Similarly, um, surrounded by correctional centres, many of which are populated by their parents. Um, and those children come to Naralinneo Barker, as it is in up, there, up in that part of the world. And, and that school is, again, uh, trying to recover language and story and dance and, and cultural, cultural imperative. Um, and uh, <laughs> excuse me. And the third, more uh, recently, is the most challenging of all. Um, started quite unexpectedly in 2021, and that one is Dupama Barker, uh, and it's up in northeast Arnhem Land, up in remote Australia, um, about 4,000 kilometres away from from the host school <laughs> here. Um, and uh, traditional language Yolngu Mata is spoken as the first language. Um, bungal dances, manakeh songs, um, 
hunting and traditional experience of of um, connection to to, to culture uh, is then the wraparound to the Australian curriculum, and that has has been a new experiment in seeing whether it's possible to even make something like this work in very remote Australia. Um, so the, the big idea then is to is to say, well, what is your school for? And what can you do that is good and beautiful and worthwhile in the lives of others that are outside of your own reach? Virtues that sit absolutely inside the heart of Round Square. Um, and from that, I'm able to stand in front of the community here and say, look, you know, we, we want you to be kind. When you leave the mint gates, as we call them here, the big sandstone gates that once presided over the Sydney Mint that were moved here in the 1930s <laughs> from Macquarie Street in the city. Um, the students leave those in some ceremony at the end of their time in year 12. When you pass through the Mint Gates, what will you do that is good and beautiful in the world? And I can say, well, I want you to be good people. Um, but they will say, well, what does that mean? What does kindness mean? And so we want to say to them that we join you in that journey as an institution. We want to be doing something that is better than big and bigger than us in the lives of others. And I cannot think of a more profound question that sits in front of the nation at the moment than our relationship with the First People and our understanding of the land and, and its earth and its story itself. <laughs>